the only point of this podcast is to be helpful and to reach that audience and resonate with them. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I started podcasting in 2019. That was when my podcast was officially launched into the world of October 2019. And while I have not I I don't really consider myself to have been podcasting since then, at least regularly, because as you know, shortly after October of 2019, we entered 2020 and I was pregnant. There was a pandemic. I had two toddlers at home. There was a lot that wasn't happening and podcasting became one of those things pretty quickly. But for all intents and purposes, I've been podcasting since 2019. And when I started podcasting, the reason that I did that was because I always really enjoyed blogging. And blogging had definitely moved the needle in my business. Blogging was a huge reason as to how I grew my website and my SEO because I really enjoyed blogging and I understood it. I understood the benefits for SEO and I just kind of used blogging as that piece of long form content that informed all of my shorter form content on social media and those things and honestly primarily used it for SEO. But as time went on, I realized that people weren't really reading blogs anymore. I wasn't reading blogs anymore the way that I used to. I was listening to podcasts. I was <laughs> I was listening to podcasts a lot. And so it became pretty clear to me that that was the next step when it came to my own content creation. And when I started take it personally, I had a lot of concerns. I was nervous. Like that's what it comes down to. I was nervous for a new format, a new mechanism, I guess, for content. I was nervous about the tech. I was so nervous that I wouldn't be able to think of content for every single week or now every other week. I had a lot of concerns. And now we are a hundred podcast episodes in, which seems pretty crazy. This is actually the 99th episode, but we're also about to go into my podcast blitz for the relaunch of Rebrand. And so I wanted to get this episode in before that blitz starts when we have a bunch of personal brand content coming down the pipeline. So that's what we're talking about today is what I've learned in 99, almost a hundred podcast episodes, which has really been a, a cool journey. I I think about where my business was when I started podcasting versus where it is today. And I have come a really long way. And I think a lot of that is due in part to the podcast. So let's go ahead and get started. And speaking of getting started, the first thing I wrote down when I was like, you know, coming up with kind of bullet points for this episode was that starting is the easy part. I was so nervous about the tech of podcasting and what I tell people who want to start a podcast is that the tech is absolutely the easy part. Starting is the easy part. I still podcast. I should probably upgrade some of my system, but I still podcast on a $100 mic with a uh probably $5 wind guard that just goes on top of the mic. I plug it into my computer. Uh, I used to use GarageBand to edit. Now I record in an app called Descript and I either edit it or most of the time I send it on to my team to edit. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But 
It is extremely simple. If you can plug in a mic and push record, you can podcast. And certainly it can get more complicated than that. There are people that have, um, you know, more in-depth setups. And like I said, I probably should invest a little bit more at this point. Like the podcast is probably going to stick around. So I feel like it's it might be time to get a new microphone. But you can get started so easily. I did take a quick podcasting course. And it was helpful, but I don't know that I would necessarily recommend that because it was it was stuff, I mean, typical with, with courses, right? Like it is nice because when you take a course, everything is at your fingertips. Everything that you need to know to start a podcast, it was at my fingertips. Um, but a lot of it is also easy to Google. So whether you take a course or whether you attend the University of Google, getting started with a podcast is really easy. I talked a little bit about this in a previous episode that I'll link in the show notes about like how to get started with podcasting. Um, you know, you you need a place to upload your podcast so it gets distributed to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those things. And that was probably the most complicated part, and it is simply not that complicated. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. I also was pleasantly surprised or have been pleasantly surprised that I continue to think of fresh content. <laughs> I was so nervous that I wouldn't, you know, that I had like 10 ideas for episodes and it would just like stop after that. But I think especially because, you know, around the same time I started podcasting, I also started coaching. And so those interactions with my clients, I'm constantly thinking of like, oh, this, this would be a great topic and this would be something I could explore or I could have this guest on. There are constantly ideas, you know, coming, coming through my brain of stuff that we could cover. And also, sometimes it does feel a little cyclical. I've talked before on the podcast, I'll link this in the show notes as well, about how I am very aware of where I'm at in my cycle when it comes to my creativity, because there are times when I am like, I could sit down and write down 10 podcast episodes, and there's times when I'm like, I have absolutely nothing to say, and I I don't want to say anything, and I'm just going to be quiet for three days. And so I'm very aware of that. So when I have those ideas, I do not just think, oh, I'll remember that. I'll, I'll remember that later because I absolutely will not remember it. And so I've gotten much better about writing everything down and having a system for where the ideas go and how they get into the queue and get scheduled for the actual podcast and all those things. Speaking of a system, we use Asana to track all of the moving parts for the podcast. I think I've probably talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast as well. Um, But all of the different moving parts when it comes to the podcast, like there is a lot. And I knew going into podcasting that podcasting was a lot of work, but it is a lot of work. And one of the ways that I have dealt with that is having a team. And I'm very candid if I talk to someone about podcasting that I am not doing this all on my own. I am sitting down right now and recording the podcast. And most of the time I'm coming up with the ideas for the podcast. And that's pretty much where my job for the podcast stops, which is incredible. I send it off to an editor to have it edited. Then it goes to my assistant who transcribes the show notes and all of those things. She creates the social media graphics. We're making some changes going forward. Um, I'm recording this actually earlier, which is pretty typical for my schedule. Um, So by the time you are listening to this podcast, we have already made these changes. 
And that is, we are not, we have had a social media account specifically for Take It Personally in the past, and we're just going to kind of archive that. And I mean, it'll stay up, um, but we're not going to continually update it. I'm going to bring the content more into my social media. Um, So we are making some changes that will have me doing more of the social media, but Kenzie is still the one who is like planning it, designing that type of thing. And having a team has been a total game changer. What I have found in my business is that having a team makes me more accountable. And in a perfect world, I would be accountable to myself, but there are a lot of moving parts at this point in my business. And so when it comes to the podcast, having a team for that accountability is, it's pretty important for me. My business coach talks, she, she always says, plan for your inconsistency. And I would have a lot more inconsistency in the podcast if I didn't have a team. So that is how I am planning for my inconsistency. I can't be super inconsistent because I'm paying people to edit the podcast. I'm paying people to transcribe the show notes and create the social graphics. And if I don't do my part, they don't do their part and I'm still paying them. So I'm out that money. And so it really kind of holds my feet to the fire, which is what I need. I don't need to be a mind reader to know that you're curious about offering brand photography in your business, and you think the best way to achieve this is by DIYing and Googling how to make the pivot to brand photography and offering sessions for free just to get some momentum. I know this because you already have a successful photography business and you've built up your reputation by offering weddings and portraits, you're burnt the heck out and stuck in an industry comparison trap. And you want to raise your prices, but that feels terrifying and you feel like you're missing pieces of the marketing puzzle. Sound familiar? If you're nodding along to all of the above, you do not need to do this by yourself or work for free to build a brand photography business. No, that is not a thing. What you need is my free mini course, So You Want to Be a Brand Photographer. That is definitely your next right step. When you save your seat and join me for So You Want to Be a Brand Photographer, my free mini course for photographers interested in pivoting into personal brand photography, you'll be able to start booking brand photography sessions and see how you can start making the move to brand photography in your business in just one week. We start September 11th, so time is running out to grab your free seat. Curious to learn more? Head to maddiepashong.com slash brandphotographer. That's maddiepashong.com slash brand photographer to save your seat for the free mini course. I was really surprised when I started Take It Personally after I had not even that many episodes live, how many emails I would get on a daily or weekly basis of people pitching the podcast. And oftentimes it wouldn't even be the individual themselves. They're working with like some sort of a media rep, which is a different conversation entirely. But I was really surprised by the amount of people I got like pitching my podcast and even more surprised by the amount of people pitching my podcast who very clearly had never listened to the podcast. Now, I have received probably two really awesome pitches, either from the person or from a media rep, but I literally think it's been two. Otherwise, I pretty much refuse all of those pitches. That doesn't mean that I don't have guests on my podcast. Every other episode is a guest show. But I'm typically having those guests based on like personal relationships or where I want the podcast to go in the next couple of episodes. 
I'm not having randoms on my podcast because most of the time it's very clear that they haven't listened, that they're not a good fit for my audience. And I have learned that I get to be choosy about who I have. I don't feel bad about turning people away. I also don't feel bad. This is so nuanced, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, I think that a lot of these media pitches are like somehow automated or the inboxes aren't managed or something because I will send a reply and say, hey, thanks, we're not taking guests. And then nine times out of 10, I will get another message, not in response to my reply. So I don't know where my reply went. I'll get another message that's like, hey, you know, I know inboxes get busy, wanted to follow up on this. And that's usually when I respond a little more sassy and say, I already responded to this. My answer is the same. So anyway, the the media requests are just really annoying and impersonal. And I no longer feel bad about turning those down and refusing them. I also no longer feel bad. You know, I've put out the call on social media before about having people on my podcast. And this this still happens, although it's gotten better, where people will say, I want to come on because it's a great platform, right? Regardless of the podcast, like it's a really great platform and it's cool to have those sound bites and say that you were on a podcast, like all those things are great. But I will so often have people say, I want to come on the podcast. And then I'll say, okay, what do you want to talk about? And they're like, oh, you know, and they have no idea for what they want to say. And sometimes they'll even follow up and be like, hey, like, are we going to do that podcast episode? And I have learned to, yeah, not apologize for saying like, I would love to have you on the podcast, but you need to send me a pitch. Like you need to think through, okay, this podcast is about personal branding. And what do I have to say about personal branding? And how can I relate this back to Maddie's audience? So this hits home for them. I I prompt them with that now because I have become more protective of this platform and of my audience. I've had episodes in the past with guests where I'm like, you know, this just didn't go the way that I wanted it to. Nothing terrible by any means, but I've definitely had people who weren't that prepared and that's on me. So that's something that I have started telling people like, I would love to have you on the podcast, but I expect you to tell me what it is you want to talk about. I will, you know, drive the questions and ask the right questions and that type of thing. But you have to know where you're going with this. And you have to prove to me that what you're going to say is going to resonate with my audience because that, that's a big deal to me. That's like the only point of this podcast is to be helpful and to reach that audience and resonate with them. So I have kind of left some of those people-pleasing tendencies as I have gotten more protective about this space. I also, for a while now, batch podcast episodes. And this is just another game changer. I don't know how I would do this if I wasn't able to batch content. As of right now, I'm recording mid-August and this episode will air in, I guess this episode will air in September. So this isn't like crazy far ahead, but this spring I was recording for August episodes and I, I have to do it that way. It works so much better for me to sit down and get out, you know, four to eight episodes and then send them on to my editor. And even when I do that, I still find myself like running behind a little bit. So I can't imagine what it would be like if I was recording more in real time. There are some disadvantages of that. Certainly I've had it where I will get a really good pitch and I'm like, oh man, I would love to have you on this podcast and I want the episode to go live quickly. But 
you know, we record in advance and we're two months out right now. And so sometimes just personally, that's a little frustrating. And it has me, you know, kind of going back and forth on if biweekly or weekly is a better fit for me. But honestly, and this brings up another point, weekly podcasts are a lot of work. If we think a bi-weekly podcast is a lot of work, a weekly podcast is a lot of work. And that's also a lot of content. And one of my biggest things that I have learned from podcasting that I am still trying to put in place right now is that I really want the podcast to serve as like my long form content that then informs all of my short form content. So what do I mean by that? What that would look like would be once, you know, every other week or once a week, I am recording an episode, releasing that episode, and that's my piece of long form content. And then all of my social media posts, possibly even like smaller blog posts, reels, whatever, all of those pieces of content are pulled from the larger piece of content, which is the podcast episode. This is something I have not done a good job of, and I know it would make my life so much easier. So this is a really big focus of mine over the next couple of months. My friend Melissa does this so well. She has a podcast called Mindfully Well with Mel. It's about being mindfully well. It's a health podcast. And she does such a killer job. I think she does weekly episodes. And she has that weekly episode, and then that is her social media content. She just breaks it up into little pieces of social media content over the next, like, week, week and a half. And, like, that's the dream. That's what I want to do. And I just haven't really sit down to, like, think about what that would look like. Um, It would require me to be more, like, planful with my content. I've gotten, again, much better, but I still have a ways to go. And I think that that idea is intimidating, but I know that that would just make my life so much easier when it comes to social media content. I think I've kind of told myself in the past, like, oh, I I do such a great job, like not planning my social media content. And while it's nice to be able to have the flexibility to create something on the fly, I also know for a fact it feels really good when I have a bunch of content just ready to go in the hopper that I don't have to think about. And so I know that this is what I need to move to. I love the idea of eventually having a weekly podcast episode and this system of using the larger form and creating the smaller form pieces of content would make that possible. So that's definitely what I'm moving toward. And if you have a podcast, you're just starting or you want to have a podcast, that is 100% what I would recommend. Don't be like me and do it weird for two years. Three, how many years has it been since 2019? I don't even know the answer to that question. For four years? Don't be like me and do it a weird way for four years. Just right out the gate, use this as your long form, create your short form content from your piece of long form content and let your life be easier. Honestly, though, I I really do love having a podcast. It definitely adds a layer of complication to my life and my business. And some of that, you know, based on the, the last thing that I just said about how I need to kind of Uh, change up the way I'm doing things, I think that would kind of solve that problem. It would be less complicated. So again, I know that that's what I'm moving to. I know that I need to. Um, But even with like the quote unquote negative, which I don't know if I would even call it that or label it as negative. I love having a podcast. I love having this platform to just kind of like talk things out and have guests on and meet really cool people. And I think it's made me a better business owner because I have to give more life to the thoughts that I'm having. I can't just 
I can't just like let them cross my brain and leave forever because I'm using them on this. How many times can she say long form content on this podcast? But I'm using them on a piece of long form content. So I need to be able to talk about it and I need to be able to share how I feel and how I think. And in order to do that, I need to know how I feel and know how I think. And this podcast gives me the space to be able to do that. And I kind of breeze past this, but I have met so many cool people. I've had so many podcast episodes where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I talked to you. And it's made me realize even more, like there's no one way to do business, right? You know, the right way that doesn't exist. There's so many different ways to have success in business, which is so exciting as an entrepreneur. And there's also so many people doing business really well, especially when I got into the coaching space, I was honestly really nervous about it because there are so many coaches that have a bad reputation and have kind of given the industry a bad name. And I shied away from calling myself a business coach or a brand coach for a really long time because I was like, I don't want to be associated with that industry. It's toxic. And while that still may be true, there will always be bad apples. This podcast has let me talk to so many people in the coaching industry and just in the creative industry. And it's really made me realize like, gosh, there are so many people out here doing things really, really well who are really tapped into their intuition and their integrity and they want what's best for their clients and their people. And that just makes me happy and proud and it's given me a different perspective. So I love running a podcast. It makes things a little more complicated sometimes, but I think that we found a really good system for making it work and I will continue to refine and tweak and you know make it fit into my my business more and more because I think that it it's doing good like it is a very good thing in my business so if it's something that you are considering I will link a few episodes in the show notes that I mentioned already that talk about how to get started with a podcast and how I kind of plan from a content perspective And if you like this episode and you're curious more about the behind the scenes of podcasting, let me know and we can see if we can work any episodes in in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.